Well, hello and welcome back, or welcome to those of you tuning in for the first time to Hope Revealed. I'm your host, Matt Crump, and I come to you every Tuesday with episodes of Hope, Help, and Health. You can expect guests that give us great information and insight into the world of business, health, and personal experience, all presented to you as a way to find a Hope Revealed. As a person myself who's been battling stage four cancer, I wanted to bring a platform to you that would specifically bring hope as well as help. That can be done through our special guests, information I've been able to locate, and information from emails and messages I receive from you, our followers. You can always email us here at community at godsgotthis.love for questions, comments, or content. On today's episode, we're going to dive deep into life and a hope-revealed moment through the life of a very special guest. Welcome to Hope Revealed. My name is Manuel Federal Nunez, and I am lawyer and journalist. In my life, I could feel uh, a lot of uh, situations in which I have uh, hard times, no? But nowadays, I could learn of how to uh, get the good steps and to learn of how you can make success of how you can have uh, problems in your life. So I would be delighted to tell you today of how to grow up, of how you could have problems in your life. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Hope Revealed. I am so excited to have a friend on the show today. His name is, he's got a long name. But we're going to call him Manuel today. He gave you his whole name. I'm not even going to try to say it because I will totally make a mistake. And uh, I'll just say Manuel. I can say that pretty, pretty good, huh? That's not bad. So Manuel <laughs> is, uh, is over in Spain. And he has some incredible information uh, that he has available in his life through some things he's experienced. Uh, some of that would be, of course, through uh, family, through de- uh, dynasty, through, uh, through experience of legacy. Um, we were talking a little bit about some, some of the things he has, uh, that are right behind him that are some historical documents of where he lives in Spain. That is really awesome to be able to have, uh, in his, in his reach within his grasps. And there are things that are important to him and things he's able to take into his life and to give to others. And, uh, there's a lot of things we're going to talk about that today here on Hope Revealed. And, uh, hello, Emmanuel. I just want to say thanks for being on the show today. Hello, Matt. Thank you so much for inviting me. Oh, I'm so glad that you're here today. So tell us a little about where, where you're at today. Where are you coming from today in Spain? Well, today I'm a home city. This is the house of my parents in Santiago de Compostela, uh, a Catholic place in which uh, there happen a lot of histories uh, that construct uh, Europe. So today uh, I'm here basically working for make something better with my life. <laughs> <laughs> making <laughs> today many researches uh, with the university and I hope that it can be done. Right. And you are, you have been at the university for quite a while. You, um, you already have, um, you already do have a PhD or you're working on a PhD. I'm working on that, on having it uh, maybe so soon. I thought I could get on the, on this year two honorary PhDs. I want to have a, a PhD degree now. So I'm trying to make something between law and health and uh, how to make uh, advances in both areas, no? Right. And you are already a lawyer right now? Exactly. I am a lawyer, but uh, I don't used to work as lawyer in the courts, no? I'm basically dedicated to advise companies, institutions, and governments 
uh, since my consulting company in the US. No? Yeah. So basically what I do is uh, try to provide the, the best option for, for people. No? Not to have conflicts, just uh, for having peace first. So well, that's absolutely nice, man. Well, you have a company that stops conflicts. I would like you to, to work for me right now because I've got lots of conflicts that I'd love to have resolved. <laughs> that sounds fantastic. So what, what brought you to the place where that's really important to you in your life, that that's something that you're doing? I know uh, it's health, it's, it's, uh, it's law, it's uh, speaking to the lives of, of different generations. You're, you're definitely maybe at least a year or two younger than me maybe a few more than that, but uh, you are maybe. <laughs> or maybe a few. So you're definitely in a different uh, generation than I am. And there's some things that are very important to you about speaking into uh, that generation, right? Uh, you've written a couple of books. We'll get to that here shortly. So what is, uh, what is the, the, the premise? What is the, the fire in your bones about why you wanted to do that in your life? I mean, did you from when you were five years old, did you say, I want to be a guy who helps people understand their, their, their value and dynasty and all this kind of stuff, mm -hmm. right? You know, in my generation, it's very important to have first respect to people from their generations. No? I could feel uh, since I was in the high school that nowadays uh, young people have no respect. No? So what I want to learn to teach to people of my generation, younger generations, is that they have to respect not because of the job of a person or because of the titles. It's because they are older than us and they have more experience. And I thought we could think that uh, they are wrong. Maybe they have the reason now. So in my life also, I could be disappointed with my parents in uh, many things. But with time, you could see that maybe your idea was better than them. But they have the trick of, have, of how to develop it no? or how to not to have mistakes so i thought you can have a, a startup of 40 million dollars or something like that you have to listen to your parents no? right so you, what you're telling me is that sometimes your parents might actually have some things figured out maybe mom and dad might be right once in a while huh of course <laughs> <laughs> but please don't tell this to them <laughs> That's fantastic. And yeah, but I definitely want to tell my children. I think you're fantastic spot on, right? So, wow, that's amazing. I, um, not many young people, uh, and how old are you exactly? 24. 24 years old. So not too yeah. many people your age and, and younger. Um, there's some out there, some good kids, no doubt. I'm, I'm blessed to have good children like that as well. But not a lot of kids think that way. They've... Uh, they're very entitled, very self-centered, um, mm -hmm. very, very much thinking that they, they have it figured out kind of a thing and going to do what they want to do, which is very scary sometimes in, in our culture today, all around the world. Um, what, what, what made you different? Why is that, why is that different for you than, than another 24-year-old kid that might be a rebellious kid out somewhere else? You know, I think I was very lucky because uh, my parents are professors of university, you know. So since I was uh, six uh, months years old, I was with them in conference and uh, symposiums uh, and also at university, you know. For example, I could study all my high school and my primary school in the office of my father, you know. <laughs> so I was with him advising me of uh, how do you have to study this and also 
when other students of 24, 23 years old were their alumni, they came to the office, I could learn what they think also, no? And uh, really comparing my generation with this generation that is from 10 years ago, uh, their philosophy is much better, no? So I could learn from my parents, from uh, old people of uh, this conference or uh, from symposiums and also from older students, no? I could see how many of them were people who were uh, in bad situations. Uh, for example, the students of my father are medical students, no? So I could see many of them who were in troubles in their lives with health problems, uh, with family problems, and they were studying and working at the same time, and they had time for uh, having the best qualifications, no? So this means a lot for people like me, you know, because, for example, in my university, I couldn't see uh, many people who were in trouble in this way, you no? Know? Maybe the trouble that they could get is, oh, my God, I don't have money for the weekend for a having party, you know? Right, right. But uh, these other people, of the, uh, these other alumni, for example, if they could get, for example, $20 for one week, they won't go to parties. They will try to administrate it, you no? Know? And maybe at the end of the year, they could make a travel or helping their families or whatever. No? But nowadays, for example, in my community in Spain, it's quite difficult to see it. You know? Only four or three young people who really have a good uh, spirit you know, and good soul. Really, uh, in my opinion, the 98% of my generation <laughs> is a bit confused still. No? So they have to learn and to see that... Uh, Everybody could change and life could change, you know? I oh, thought definitely. you could be in the top in one moment. Uh, you don't know how economy could work, how states could operate. Maybe you can be uh, nowadays millionaire, but tomorrow you can be in the street. Right. And in the street, you have to see that if you didn't respect the people who are in the street, you are totally lost because nobody will help you. you know? Right. No, no doubt. That's a fantastic... Uh fantastic view of the world and uh, a blessing for you to be able to see it that way because not many people, uh, it doesn't matter if you're 24 or 42 or 90 or 12, there's people that just, uh, that refuse to, uh, to see things the way they are. Sometimes uh, the, the phrase, I don't know if it's a phrase over there in Spain as much, but the talk about looking through rose colored glasses where you, you think things look so beautiful because you have these specific ways of seeing things. And then, other times, people that are just so ignorant to things because um, they choose not to, uh, to, to better themselves uh, in many different ways. And there's a lot of reasons for that, but that's, that's for another show probably. But uh, one thing that's pretty impressive to me is the fact that you've been raised around, around education your whole life, basically. You've grown up around education. Um, sometimes folks would say, well, Manuel, I think that's not fair to you that you had to, to be raised around education your whole life because obviously you're going to think that education is the best thing because that's all you ever known. You've never had to go to uh, work in a coal mine or you hadn't had to do this or do that, right? Um, what do you think about the difference in mentality there? Uh, obviously, I'm, I'm a, you're a hero to me because of the fact that you are somebody who's <laughs> Who's the way you you're are? You're my hero. Well, thank really. you. What, what are you doing, really? You are doing a lot of sports. You are helping out of people and really proud of, uh, of our friendship. Oh, thank you so much for that. I appreciate it, Manuel. And you're just an amazing guy 
to be able to do what you're doing um, at your age. And we're, we're going to talk here in a moment about uh, two books that you've written. Now, I've written a book. I've got it <laughs> back here on the wall. And it took, me, uh, it took me about a year to write and got it done. And it's now published and out. And you showed me two books that we're going to show folks. We'll do that here in just a second. And uh, I said, oh, that's great. You've got two books. When was the first one? Yeah, I wrote that first one like, in January. When was the second one? Uh, I think it was <laughs> March or April. <laughs> you, did, you wrote two books back to back. So why don't you, while we're talking about it, I'd love for you to show the folks what those two books are. Let's talk about that for a moment. You know, uh, you are talking about how fast I did it. No? It's because, you know, I think that in life, if you want to do something, you have to be also hungry. So... Right. Uh, if you want uh, to develop your family, to develop yourself, you have to be every time working, no? Right. Uh, for example, uh, I know many people who only are sleeping uh, two hours a day, three hours a day, and maybe this is insane, but uh, <laughs> they're, doing, they're doing it because they really want to develop something in the future, no? Right. So that's why I tried to do the same. And for example, the time I was making these uh, books, I was sleeping the same. No, so this is insane mode. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't sleep for six months. You just wrote books. That's all. <laughs> well, always. <laughs> <laughs> well, what are the name of the books? I'd love to show everybody what they are. You've got two books, um, and they're exactly. really about family and dynasty. I'd love to talk about that a little bit. You know, this is the first one. It's called Follow Your Own Dynasty. And this really, I made it uh, as homage for my grandparents. No? Uh, my grandparent, I will tell you his history. He was uh, an old, uh, a man who developed himself since, I was, since he was uh, a child. No? With 10 years old, his father died. With 13, his mother died. And in his family were only four children. No? Uh, his uh, old uh, sister was studying for being doctor, but he had to leave her studies, no? So she's starting to work uh, at a shop that my grandfather had, and also my grandfather too. So after doing a lot of efforts and also to being in war, no? Because in Spain at these times were decided war, and they lost a lot of uh, friends or family, he could get uh, some success in his life, no? So really all which uh, I was starting in my life was thanks to him, no? Because, for example, the first money for making my company I thought was, you know, just few, you know, were not millions, were just uh, $1,000. <laughs> he helped me forget, forget it, no? Uh, for example, in my life, when I was, for example, in uh, troubles uh, of character, mainly, you know, when you are 13 years old or uh, you are thinking different, when your father tells to you what your grandfather would do in the situation, you see, oh my God, I'm being absurd, no? I'm thinking uh, in playing, in toys, in whatever. And my grandfather at this time was at shop without his father and his mom. Mm, yeah. So uh, you learn a lot, no? So that's why... Oh. So I this was this... Uh, your grandfather you're talking about back in uh, World War II, I would assume, yes? No, he was in the Civil War of Spain. In the War uh, of Spain? Exactly, no? He was, uh, you know, he has not studies. And uh, because of the fear that he had uh, in the war, he studied a lot and he was in uh, chemicals in the army. So he could leave the first line of war to being in, uh, in chemicals, no? Without studies. He doesn't know nothing about studies. He didn't go to school. 
but he could learn about that so he could save his life, you know, as well as the life of his brother. Right. So he did a lot, you know, and uh, when the, the war finished, he had a, a shop of clothes. So he was traveling uh, to another part of Spain to take the merchandise into the shop and try to sell it there. You know? So finally, uh, he started being in poverty and totally alone with his, uh, his uh, brothers and sisters. And after that, he could get his house and his job for himself. No? So, uh, you know, it's a bit sample, but uh, for me, he's my hero. He did a lot. Uh, Absolutely. It's with, the foundation uh, of where you're at now. If it wasn't for the hard work he did back then, you couldn't enjoy where you're at now. And why, why not dig into the books? Why not make the best of yourself right now? Because it's part of, the, of this legacy of what he stood mm. for and lived for. And if he were alive today, he would probably be like, wow, yes, that's... That's I don't think so. <laughs> oh, he, he was much better than me. <laughs> oh, wow. That's amazing. You're a, you're a really humble guy. Well, I, there's no doubt in my mind, as a guy who's a little bit older than you, if I was to see so much. my 24-year-old grandson, who is you, I would be, I would really be proud to know that you would be doing what Thank you're you doing. Thank you so much. Yes, sir. So, so book one is about uh, about that time with your grandfather uh, through a period of time right there. Uh, this uh, one? Follow your own destiny, your dynasty, right? Mm -hmm. And then and this, uh, that kind of moves into uh, into another book, yes? Exactly. This uh, second one, the third and the fourth, as I told you, are about law and history. But uh, because we're published close to a month, a month and a half ago, I didn't get it here in my hand, so <laughs> I can talk about that. <laughs> well, tell me a little bit book, about book two. Follow, what does it say? It was follow your steps? It's follow steps, not results. It's, uh, you know, in the first book, I wanted to tell young people how to construct their own career, their own dynasty with uh, many principles, no? Uh, basically seven principles. So um, after that, I decided that make a continuation of this book. And is well, now you have your dynasty, you, have, you know how to develop it, but uh, you will know that with this book doesn't mean you are going to be a millionaire or that you are going to get the best success. No, because of that, you need the second one. <laughs> you know, it's, it's marketing tactical, but <laughs> right, right. also because, you know, uh, sometimes you could buy many uh, health books about, well, seven keys of how to be a millionaire. Yes, but uh, the writer didn't say in this book that... Uh, he loses uh, maybe 10 times, 20 times, and that he could learn of the steps that he did wrong. No? So because of that, it's the second book of uh, how to learn with the steps and to take the right steps, not to go to the easy way. Don't think in having a profit in one month, two months, or maybe two years or three years. Make your projects for a long time. No? Yeah. So projects have to be like family. Uh, when you are... Mm, when you make your family, you don't want to uh, be married today, be divorced uh, today, having three children in one month. No, you want to have things for a long time to enjoy with uh, your girlfriend, your time, or your boyfriend, to enjoy with your marriage, to enjoy with your children, and develop your life. So, product has to be the same. Oh, that's you know, fantastic. Uh, right.
I don't, I don't trust in the system of startups, no, because startups became uh, a success in one day, but uh, when the uh, commerce or the trademarks change in the two or three years, these uh, startups really lose to fall down. So, because of that, I trust in long projects. Well, that's fantastic. So let's talk about that a little bit more about the whole premise you said there with startups. So. Um, it, it takes a lot of work is really what you're saying. And, and sometimes things, things change. So when you are someone who does something and you only are, are focused on only one thing and that's the only way that it can be, then you are, you're putting yourself in a position that um, you're going to have a lot harder work to do. Probably definitely failure. Um, but the failure might might wipe you out because you don't see anything else, right? Um, but the opportunity to to have a box that uh, maybe has some hinges on it or some windows or something so you can see outside of where you're in, uh, it's a little better to grow than to be stuck in that one place. Is that, is that kind of some of the things you're, you're thinking there? Exactly. And also, you know, I could write this book with the help of many practical experience I could see many friends, no? I know many friends that they created big startups or big companies, no? And they are saying to you, oh my God, I have to meet this person very quick because my project is very exciting. And this is the third startup I make that is sold for $40 million. So, and many of them with uh, 30, 40 or 50 years old, no? you're saying, uh, what are you doing with your life, no? So do you want to make, uh, you are 30, 40, 50 years old, and you want to make this in one day? No. I trust that if you have a good project, this project uh, can wait. But if you have to sell this project in one day, it's because this project is really a bullshit. <laughs> 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 so that's the case. If you are going to an investor saying to him, oh, I have this amazing project, please. I need to explain to you today. And the investor says to you, you can come tomorrow to my office. Is because your project is not good. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's a way that we have to learn, no? Everybody of us, no? That's so I could see many friends that they get a lot of success, no? They have a, a very good background and they are sending maybe uh, commercials like soldiers to investors with the idea. So I told to them, why don't you go to this person to arrange a meeting Oh, because I am very busy. I have to be in Singapore. I have to be in Hong Kong. I have to be in New York. No, if you want to, this, to have this done, wait, make a date, as we are making today, you and me, by, by this uh, call, right. we'll be done. If it's a good project, we'll be done. If not, won't be done. Also, if you are sending a commercial to a CEO or to a president of a company, you're not showing the respect that he wants. He wants to be with you, with the person who created the idea, not with a guy who has maybe one month of experience selling products. Mm. So because great, of that, point. I decided to make this, no? So that's about, right, and that's relationship. It's about uh, what you value greatly, obviously. Uh, that's why you use the word dynasty, which isn't used very well. Duck dynasty in America, the TV show with the guys with beards, you probably don't know about that one, but in America we do. But dynasty <laughs> is... Is uh, is a group of folks, generations of people that uh, that are passionate about each other, uh, because it means something. Family means something, and, and I think today, obviously, in our culture, um, that doesn't mean as much as it used to. 
um, family has gotten uh, weaker, has gotten destroyed, unfortunately. Um, that was exactly. bad, bad English, but it, it's been destroyed. And that is uh, something that that's worth fighting for. And I think that what you're doing with these books and definitely with your life is you're fighting for uh, dynasty. You're fighting for relationship. You're fighting for legacy. And that's what you're saying with these books and with your life. And I think that's what's fantastic about, about you, Manuel. And I appreciate you. Thank you so much. Yes, sir. Well, something else that's kind of exciting to me is, is, uh, is you brought up who your boss was earlier, saying who your boss was. What is exactly that you get to do for work? Tell us about that. Well, about work, uh, I focus in many areas, but nowadays in education. You know, uh, my boss is a prince who belongs to a long dynasty of Lebanon, no? and he's every time insisting in making fast uh, business, fast money. So one day I took him, I said to him, if you want to do something disruptive and innovative that wants to continue the riches of your family, you don't have to make this kind of business. You have to make a product for a long time. So uh, this was one year ago. And this uh, office that he creates with me, it's the private council of his name. No, His name is His Highness Mahmoud Salah al-Din Asaf. No? So since then... Can you say that like, 10 times fast? Probably not. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I will fall down if I do it. <laughs> okay, sorry. I just had to say it. Okay, go back. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, you know, uh, I told him, you have to make projects that will be something, a heritage for... Uh, for your family or for community. So he was talking about companies. I talked to him, no, companies or trading or whatever is just for one day. You need to make something about uh, education because education always keeps, no? Yeah. So since that, we are making a lot of agreements with uh, universities, with educational companies, with foundations. So uh, we have now a very good staff of advisors that are giving to us the best options. No? So, for example, we have people of the United Nations, uh, contributors of Forbes, uh, rectors of universities, people dedicated to social affairs, uh, go in councils of governments, mainly from Russia. Uh, we have one good person uh, who is a, a, um, a connection between uh, the chancellery office with the Ministry of Culture, so we are doing good relations with that, as well as uh, people from the law field, because, you know, uh, also uh, laws have to be constructed for a long time, no? Right, right. Uh, I trust that uh, you could see, for example, U.S. and Spain, uh, every country of the world, uh, comes a president, moves all that the old president did in laws, uh, in whatever. So we think that laws have to be done for a long time, no? Because of that, we have also many lawyers. And well, uh, also close to 50 days ago, I created a business school in the UK, no? So my idea is to make something disruptive with that, no? For the moment, we also get a good advisory board with uh, many advisors of this private council, as well as uh, advisors of companies on education, no? For example, one of the best experts in family offices and uh, the one who has the biggest meeting of family office and joined it to us also for making something disruptive. So our intention is uh, offering to young people what they need. No? 
you could see, for example, universities in whatever you look like, that um, it doesn't only means a title, no? You are studying three, four, five years, you have a title. I thought it could be Harvard, could be Berkeley, could be Princeton, could be Dean Seed, Europe, could be uh, the London School of Economics, whatever. You have all the title. If you come to a company, they are saying, oh, yes, uh, you are 33 years old. Oh, you have this uh, bachelor's in uh, economy. But uh, what did you do in your life, no? I could see many situations with people who make, you know, uh, a bachelor's with only uh, passive exams, not with high qualifications. But for example, they were working a shop or they were waiters or whatever, and they get a job that a person with the highest qualification didn't get. And it's because everybody wants for somebody who has experience. Right. So what we are offering we didn't start yet with courses, with materials, but what we are going to do this year and on the second year, it's offering uh, courses, MBAs, and specializations for people that will know what's about business in different areas. No? For example, in business economy, we have many experts that will teach them practically, no? theoretical, but practically. And they will have also the option of working with them for one week, or two weeks, or the time that the people wants to have them, no? And after that, what we want to offer them is that they will get, finally, a job when they finish the course, the bachelor's, or the, well, bachelor's at this moment, no, but courses or an MBA, because um, because of the network that we have with family offices, everybody needs always a person for works, no? So maybe if this guy had a very good bachelor, no, in another university, but get some MBA with us, can work in a family office learning all that he had to learn in the first university. Oh, that's fantastic. So it's basically guaranteed to work so you gain the experience of what you've learned and you're, you're gaining the experience while you're learning at the same time. So it's, you don't go into a place just book smart and have no knowledge really uh, or common sense about how to handle situations on the job from what you've learned, right? And, you know, basically also what uh, is my focus in this project is that we have famous professionals with a disruptive uh, education. You know, when you hire somebody in your company, you want that your, uh, your new uh, person that will work for you has experience and works with uh, relevant people. So, for example, if you uh, want somebody that... Uh, we work for you, we will have persons that uh, were teached by, for example, by the presidents of the New York Bellon Bank, or from the best family office, or who were uh, in the United Nations. So uh, the company will say, oh my God, this guy maybe studied in a uh, not good university with good name, but he made this MBA, he worked with these people. So right. that makes the it will be very helpful for him. No? Right, right. And definitely, I mean... Uh that's that old saying, it's not what you know, it's who you know. And that definitely gives you an opportunity to have connections with people. And there's great value in networking and relationships. It, uh, it just helps us to be stronger together when we do things like that. Um, whereas some folks want to have their own, uh, there's a big difference between the word dynasty and empire. And I believe the word dynasty is, is a whole lot more about family and relationship 
and passion and love than is empire, which is all about me, right? It's all my stuff. And then, yeah, mm -hmm. maybe I'll give you some of this. Maybe I won't, whatever. Right. And that's just not the way it works. So. And, uh, uh, I think it's fantastic that you have been put in a position, I would believe by God to, um, to be able to work with the Prince and to have all that you have inside of you as advice and, and help for him for what he wants to do to make a difference in your country. That's phenomenal. I think that's just so amazing that you're able to do that. Thank you so much. Oh. But you know, my, my intention is really to help people you know, because uh, I could see how many friends of mine who were making bachelor's in law with me after finishing their studies, they have nothing, you know? Right. So, uh, for example, in Spain, I know many of them that with the highest qualification, now they are working in a shop. So how can you feel that a person who made the biggest effort for having a high qualification for entering the, in the career, no? And after making a success bachelor, is uh, now having a bad position because of what of the effort he did. It's not about the difference between people. It's because he did a lot of effort and he's not being achieved as he want, as he has to be achieved, no? Right. So because of that, uh, this is what my idea to, to do that, no? Uh, love it. Love it. Sounds fantastic. Thank you so much. Yeah, love it so much. I think a lot of people listening will love it as well. Well, Manuel, there's a, a, the reason, and you've been talking about a lot of things here that represent hope uh, for me and for our folks, I'm sure, that are listening. A lot of things we talk about on the show are moments that something has occurred in our lives, and you've been through uh, a lot of different things. And is there a time or a moment in your life where you felt like, I'm done, or I don't know if I can do this, or, or whatever, and then something happened for you that was really a, a hope that was revealed in your life? Is there a moment like that's happened for you? You know, many times, um, especially, uh, you always have problems when you uh, want to know what are you going to do in your life, no? Right. I have two moments, no? First of all, when I was... Uh, trying to make uh, my bachelor's, no? I didn't know what I wanted to do. I was between different options. And also, you know, many times when you are trying to make something good, people are trying to disturb. So at <laughs> <in> that <laughs> time, I get a lot of people, you know, trying to disturb, uh, to say that you have not value, that you have nothing to do, no? But finally, you get... Uh, Maybe you are not a genius, but you get your career and slow by slow with your thoughts, you get yourself and you are happy with your life. No, uh, I have uh, one uh, phrase that I told to my father and is when somebody comes to you saying, oh, I am marvelous. I made the best. I'm a genius. It's better to say to them, yes, my life is a bullshit, but I love my life. <laughs> so... <laughs> You know, maybe you are marvelous. Yes, you have all the money, you have all the success. But I, prefer, I thought my life is a bullshit. I prefer my life. Thank you so much. <laughs> that's fantastic. You know, so your, your dad's a pretty awesome guy then too. I don't, that's that's the whole point, right? Thank that's you so much. Wow. So, um, so I would think that for you then, uh, what you're telling me, it sounds like some of the hope that you've had in your life. Is, is because of relationships. It's because of people that have been able to speak into your life from, from the past and from present um, that have helped you to overcome some of your, your difficult times, your decisions, your choices. You know, for example, when I also finished, I was finishing my bachelor's, 
uh, I get problems with, uh, well, I will tell you, I started uh, when I was making my bachelor's, I think what I want, what I have to do to get something more that studies, you know? So I start, I started to make uh, works in different institutions, no? So one of them was about uh, academic field, about law field. So when people of the university was studying, knows that I was there, I thought uh, they could say, oh, congratulations. They prefer to say, you are lying. Uh, you are uh, a bad person, no? You are trying to make something uh, for, store money for people. I thought I didn't do nothing like that. <laughs> but you know, <laughs> people used to come in this way, no? So I could feel how many professors also of my university were telling to me, uh, because for example, uh, many exams, I couldn't pass it, no? But uh, I was thinking, well, I did my thought. I think that this is correct. And the answer was, yes, you could know about other things, but you are not expert on that, no? So when you feel that a professor is teaching you this way, you think, oh my God, I am wrong, or is he wrong, no? Right. And when you feel the situation and you have out of pressure and what you want to the your of life, you start to think, oh my God, I am the wrong, no? But finally, you are not the wrong because just two other people who were working with you or knowing what you are doing, and they say, oh my God, your professor is an asshole. So <laughs> <laughs> this happens many times, you know. Uh, I don't consider him a genius, no, but I did many things in my life that other people were thinking and saying to me, you're doing a great job, but others who are really mediocre were saying, oh no, I think that this is not uh, true. I think that this has not the value as he expected. So, no, it's much better. You can be with me as my servant, but leave the other things that you have, no? So, when you have these situations, I think that this is harder than being with economic problems, no? Because money always can be made. Although you are in a situation that you haven't got money, you can work or you can study or you can survive. But when everybody is trying to attack you, to say that you have no hope in your life. Uh, you know, many people could think in uh, not continue living. So uh, you could get all in your life, but if a person, a professor or a student or a friend is telling you these things, you think, oh my God, I think that my life uh, has not a reason to continue. No? So in that case, uh, you have to be with people that it's really true with you and that also wants to help, you know? In that time, for example, uh, when I had these problems at the finish of uh, my bachelor's, uh, I was making a lot of things. No? I was in academic field. I was uh, making publications. I was working in advising other universities. And in my final dissertation, one professor say, oh, no, this has no reason to continue. All this that you do is a bullshit. So you say, no, I have to continue. I don't care about what this man is saying. And yeah. After insisting on what they, what they were doing or what he did, you could get, oh my God, but in this, uh, this, uh, this professor could say that he knows a lot of law, but he couldn't see that he here is making a, a mistake. So I have another opportunity to continue that. And when you insist and you work and you have the good people to help you, you get, you get it really. So how did you, uh, that's interesting perspective. So you're being told, yeah, whatever, shut up, Manuel, you don't know what you're talking about. And you're like, 
No, I um I really believe I do. I think that I've looked at the stuff here and I I this is right and this is wrong. Now, you could come from a couple of perspectives. You could be very very haughty, very puffed up, very uh egotistical with that information or or very humble, which is a slower, longer road for sure. Uh you no doubt took the the slower, longer road. How did you how did you do that personally? How did you, how could you do that in, inside yourself to be able to do those things instead of saying, no, I'm right. You know, I, I can prove it. I can prove that I'm right. Okay. How did you fight that temptation to not do that and to press mm -hmm. through and then to be able to be found true that you mm -hmm. were right? How, how did that process work? You know, uh, you always have to be advised by impartial people. So, for example, Impar situations... Impartial people, you said? Exactly. Okay. You know, with people that has not uh, knowledge about you or about the professors or the staff or whatever. You have to show the, uh, for example, if it's uh, an exam or whatever, show it to another person who is expert on that, but has not connection with you or with the other person, no? So, he will tell you if you are wrong or not. Because, for example, if you tell that to a professor that is friend of you, or to a parent, or to a sister, or to whatever, and see that you are sad, will tell you, no, uh, don't worry, all will pass, all the professor is very bad. No? If you tell to another person that uh, is close to the people that is attacking you, will tell, oh, yes, you are wrong. No? So what you have to do is to talk with a person that has not a relation with that. So will tell you the good and the bad things. If you have uh, true in, the, in this field or not, no? Or if you were wrong. So you could see that uh, maybe uh, you did a bad job or maybe you could be surprising and he will tell you not that all is perfect. He will tell you, yes, it's good, but has also mistakes. So in that case, you will get it perfect because you have the advisory of a person who knows how to treat with a person that will give you problems. Right, right. So in that case, with the best effort of you, and also with the help of a person that knows how to fight with that, you will get the best. I thought, at the end of the day, the end result is you, you get even more out of, the, out of the scenario. You learn even more at that point. Exactly. Yeah. That's awesome. So did uh, the professor ever admit that he was wrong? Finally, yes. Well, he did. <laughs> <laughs> you okay, know, that's, that's, that's fine. That's what we really wanted to know. You know quite funny because uh, was a person who belongs to a political party. I don't trust in politics. I hate politics, but the people of academia, which was the, were related to royals and to, and to royal families. So he is from another part. He hates... Uh, Rogers and whatever. I don't care about Rogers, governments, whatever. You know, I was doing my job there. So finally, uh, he could get the result of what he did now. Uh, and uh, in, in case he apologized me, when he saw me at the street or whatever, he tried to be far from me because, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, he got the result of what he did. No, he was hiding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome, Manuel. It's fantastic. Well, how can folks get uh, get your books and or um, 
information for me. Do you do things to, for other folks? Do you do any type of, uh, of counseling outside of what you do? Um, of course, with the prints and your own works and your writings, uh, or is that not something you, you do? Uh, how do people get a hold of you or your information? So, well, nowadays, uh, as I told you, I'm every time focused on, on education no? and writing. So I was invited by many professors of universities, by, by many researchers for writing different universities. No? So nowadays, I'm writing in higher education topics in many media and universities. No? For example, uh, I made uh, three or four articles in Harvard this moment on the, the California University of Berkeley, on Indiana University, and uh, maybe tomorrow, this sentence classic will be published in uh, Oklahoma University. So <laughs> That'll be awesome. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> thank you. And this is about the article of tomorrow, after tomorrow. It's uh, something that I think that you will like, but because if, uh, it's about stress in higher education. So stressing students and stressing the staff. So right, like the yeah. situation I had in the past. But, <laughs> you know. Easy to write about that, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> Plenty of no, but, you know, with the scientific comments, but, uh, you know, how the situation nowadays reflects how students are having problems of stress and also staff too, no? Right. Uh, you know, uh, students, many times because of the professors, and professors many times also because of how students' behavior, no? as we right. were talking at the beginning. You know? uh, they think that they know all. So. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> they come to the class the first day. Exactly. Out, like, Why are you even here then, students? You might as well. You know. <laughs> That's crazy. Well, Manuel, it has been so much fun to be with you. And you could show us the books one more time so folks can see of those. Of course. Are they available online that people can buy? Yeah, of those? course. Uh, on Amazon, you could get uh, both two. And also, if somebody likes to read about history and law, uh, the third one is uh, about uh, history and law. Oh, and that's amazing. Is that a global or is that just in Spain or, or just in general? It's, it's about a, a brief, the title is A Brief About History. Well, sorry, from Europe uh, to outside, A Brief About History and Law. So it's about how Europe was constructed by law and also Asia with the Silk Route. Wow. It's short one, but uh, I think that uh, if somebody loves uh, history, will like it. Oh, that's fantastic. Well, I mean, of course, I will have edited this show by then, so I will be showing that at some point while we're talking, or we already did, so folks will be able to get that. And we'll Thank have the information so at the end of the uh, podcast as well and all the notes so folks can get a chance to connect with you and read some of this great works that you've done. At the age of 24 years old, you've probably got – 524 more books left and you by the time you're 27 well, who knows you know <laughs> that's quite amazing manuel thank you so much one more thing if if somebody's listening today uh that has been through some tough circumstances that uh you know there there may be a student in school like uh, you have been and are or uh, just through life people that are going through um circumstances trying to find their way in uh maybe leaving a nine to five job and trying to find their, their thing, their dream that they want to achieve. Um, what would be some words of hope that you could offer to people that are thinking, I don't know if I can do this. You know, uh, what I prefer always is to talk personally with these people. So 
if somebody is listening today, uh, I will I will give you to, uh, later my email. He or she can write me uh, to ask whatever he or she needs. So uh, you know, everybody needs to to be personally uh, attended. No, but uh, always uh, what I learned is that when you have troubles, don't worry because shine will come. Mm. So. I thought you are getting uh, bad steps at the moment, uh, and maybe you fall down by stairs. So soon, an elevator will come. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, no things doubt. will be done. That's fantastic. Well, folks, thanks again for being with us today on another episode of Hope Revealed. It's been so much fun to be with Manuel and to learn some of the great things that he's been able to experience, uh, which comes from back at his grandfather. Uh, taking clothing from one place to another and creating his own shop and to now a, a, grand, a great-grandson who is shaping some of the culture and some of the learning experiences of uh, pr pretty much a whole country. You're working so hard to do those things that could be adopted uh, easily <laughs> throughout the world, right? So what an amazing, amazing journey that that is and has been. And the value that you have in your heart for family and dynasty. So thanks again so much, Manuel, for being Thank here. Thank you so much, my friend. Thank you so much. And folks, again, don't forget, things can be dark, Excellent. but there's always a hope revealed, right? Of course. Absolutely. Thank you, folks. Thank you so much, my friend. <laughs>